0: So we're going through the second half of Body 37 today. And so far we've gone through four stages of the khanas. It started with the path of realizing that life is about something more than what we normally think it is about having a purpose in life moving beyond our self-perception and realizing that there's a bigger picture. So that was Taramkand. Then as you realize that there is a bigger story going on, your awareness moves to that. You become more aware of the creation around you, which is khand And then you have to maintain that awareness through effort, actions, discipline. That is Saramkand. And with grace, you begin to merge with that oneness, where you realize how powerless you've been in life all along and how powerless you are to do anything, that the story isn't really about you, and that is Karam khand And when your individual identity has begun to be replaced by this universal identity, you move into the final stage which Guru has called Sachkhand. Now, an interesting point to note is all the khands so far have been standalone verses. They've been verses which have their own number, verse number. Interestingly, Sachkhand doesn't have its own verse number. At the end of Karamkhand, we don't see the verse ending and a new verse beginning. And that's because we see in Khan that the ego has already dissolved. Karamkhand ki bani jor tithya hor na koi hor That in that state of grace, you've already lost your ego. And that is the people who are the jodh the mahabals, who are the great warriors of life because within them, that Ram, that oneness, that divine being has already taken over. So interestingly, Khand leads onto to Sachkhand. And Sachkhand is an extension of Khand. And we see that because Guru Nanak Dev Ji has specifically chosen not to end, end Khand, and begin Saramkhand as a separate distinct phase. So, if Garam Khand is from the perspective of the individual, if it is the final steps in the story of that spiritual development of the individual, it is written still talking about that person. What is his perspective? What is their perspective of that spiritual journey? What is it like to be controlled by the Divine when the Divine takes over your body? Such Khand is where there is now no distinction between the individual and the oneness itself. The story is now no longer about the individual because that story of the individual has ended. This is now about that oneness who controlled your body, is now the description of that oneness who controls everything. Guru Nanak Dev Ji starts by saying, such kand nirankar such means permanence, the state of permanence, such khand. Khand has a sihari, unlike what we've seen in the previous use of the word khand in the four steps. So here it means such khand within such khand. That's what sihari means, usually at the end of a noun. So we can translate this line to say such khand vasae, within the state of permanence. Resides Nirankar. So the word Nirankar means Nir Akar. Akar means that which is created, something that is manifested. We saw it right at the beginning when we said Hukmi Hovan Akar. Through Hukam, things are created. Creation is created. Nirankar is that which is beyond creation which has never been created. So it is that creator of creation, that which itself is unborn. And another way to look at Nirankar, the most popular translation, is formless. Because nothing has been created, it has no form. It has no way to identify it as something specific, as a specific form. So Nirankar can also be translated as formless. So now we're talking about something that is beyond form, beyond the universe itself. So this formless one from whom all other creation emanates, and that formless one exists in a state of permanence. It is complete, it is perfect, and it is all that exists. Sachkhand, vasay, nirankar. Within the state of permanence, resides the formless one so the formless being this oneness exists completely independently of form it isn't dependent on form it isn't separate from form either but it isn't dependent on form and in looking at various kind of religious philosophies and ideas about the divine entity in English and in Western theology, this is known as panentheism. The form and formless are part of the same being, but the one, that divine supreme being, isn't dependent on the form. So that means that when the universe was created, the oneness didn't increase in any way. It was just the oneness changing form. There was not more God when the universe was created. And when all creation is destroyed, it doesn't take anything away from the oneness. The oneness doesn't reduce in any way. It is complete. It is perfect in its own way. And so now you'll see that this is where the story of the saint, of the meditator, has ended. This is no longer the story of the saint. This is not about their progression. It isn't about their experience. And the reality is that this has never been the story of the saint. This has always been the story of the one. It began with ikvankar and it now is beginning to be concluded with a formless nirankar state. So the story that began from Ik, which is the nirankar form, the formless being, Oankar is when that being had a desire to manifest itself into form. And that's where onkar comes in. But it is not about the onkar. it isn't about the form. The form is secondary. Or the form is just another facet of the formless. So nothing that we've seen so far has actually been the story of us. This isn't the story of us. This isn't actually about our life. Although there's so much in japji that we can take away, it is always the story of the One. And all the stories that we have ever identified with in our life are actually the stories of the One. All the events in our life, all of our history, all of our memories, all of that has never been about you. It has just been the play of the universe. And this is the One who is doing all, who is in all, and whose story is being told. And this is its permanent form, this is its permanent nature it has no individual form and it has all forms. In Jaap Sahib, Guru Gobind Singh Ji says, hai, pir ek hai. It is multitude and then it is also singular. And so this is how it exists. This is what its expression is. This is where it is. It resides in this permanence, in this stillness, in this serenity of its own nothingness. And all the forms that we see around us are just expressions of that One. And this is where we can find that One. We can find the formless being in the form, because the form is just a manifestation of that formless being. So if you want to know where God is, all you have to do is open your eyes. Everything that you're seeing is God. Everything that you're witnessing and hearing is God. And the one looking is also God. The one looking through your eyes is also God. So the God that you've been looking for has never been far away. Guru Nanak Dev ji uses the word Nirankar here Sach Khand vasai Nirankar and by doing so in the khands we have seen Guru Nanak Dev ji reference body 16 again and again that body which is Panch Parwan Panch Pradhan that body in a verse that is 38 verses long the halfway point is Pauri 16 and that is the turning point, that is the central thing that keeps being referenced again and again throughout the Khants. And the reason we see that again being referenced is because Guru Nanak Dev Ji here in Sachkhand talks about Nilankar and Pauri 16 ends with the pave Sai kar Tu Sada Salamat Nirankar Whatever is pleasing to you is your great work, you are forever steady and formless. Sada Salamat, you are forever, you are steady and you are Nirankar, you are formless. And again the same sentiments are being echoed here, such khand in the realm of permanence is where you reside. Guruji carries on and says such kandvaser nirankar kar kar vekhe nadar nihal. forming and creating kar kar vikha, by forming and creating it observes nadar nihal in euphoric grace forming and creating it watches in a euphoric grace form is being created out of formlessness Everything that you see around you that has come from somewhere, this is saying where has that come from? Look at the number of stars in the sky, the galaxies, the solar systems, the nebula, they just continue. In any direction you look they continue on and on and on. Where has all that come from? Essence, where that has come from is something that was already alive and that which is creating all of these things is observing it and is giving out its grace and it's in a state of euphoria it is in a bliss that oneness is in Nihal a euphoric bliss and to those who it has given its grace nadar Nihal Remember, the name of the last verse, the last khand, was the state of grace, karam khand. So here it's saying, whoever has been given that nadar, whoever has been given that grace, they are also in that euphoric state. They are also completely blissed in their mind, in their consciousness. kar kar nadar nihal Tithe khand mandal varpand There, in that state, are khands. Khands mean land masses. Mandal means regions. We might call them continents or large countries. And varpand, again, all of these are plural words. They don't have an ankhara underneath <coughs> them. That means universes. So there... Is where there are land masses lands regions and universes so the oneness is within all lands in fact the oneness isn't in lands the oneness isn't in creation creation is within the oneness there where the oneness resides is where all the planets and the universes are also existing so the oneness is very much intrinsic into creation. It is interwoven. But that oneness is part of an infinity, infinite creation, infinite space and time. So the identity of that saint started out being restricted to the body, like our identity. What we call me or I is this body and this mind. This is what we identify with. So something that started being so small has now expanded into the vastness of the universe. It is now the identity of the whole universe. So the experience of yourself is now no longer restricted to a single body or a single form, a single moment in time. A single identity the identity is in everything you are now all creation you are all birds all plants all water all land all air all stars all moons that is what you are if you experience yourself as one body now you experience yourself as everything you are everything in all planets and in all universes, we can call this the ultimate transpersonal non identity. We currently live in a personal identity, an identity that's limited to one person. Transpersonal identity is one that is beyond that individual. And it isn't even an identity, it's a non identity. It is all identities. This is what is known as Thuryya. This is that highest state. The state of being merged with all. In Sanskrit there is a term Aham Brahmasmi, I am that. Aham I Brahm that divine being asmi I am. I am all that there is. I am the ultimate reality. There is a ninth century Sufi mystic called Mansur who came to a similar realization and he is famous for saying out loud at his moment of enlightenment, An-al-Haqq, I am the truth. I am that oneness. I am that being. And for stating that, he was hanged as a heretic because society couldn't see someone claiming to be God. This is that experience. Guru Nanak is saying the same thing. So, Tithe Khand Mandal Varpand. Another way to translate this line is to say that all of those lands and beings and those places and those planets this is where there are thousands of enlightened beings. The enlightened beings aren't just in one place. In Gyan Khan, we heard that earth isn't the only place that you can earn karam. The word karampumi was used the land where you can earn your, your good credit. We talked about kete karampumi, mer kete how many countless universes are there where enlightened beings are sitting so tetakhandamandal varpand can also be translated in that one jeko kathai ta ant na ant if someone begins to describe then it will not end there is no end ant na ant if someone tries to speak of this of this limitless nature they will go on and on. You can't describe infinity; it never ends. Jeko kathai ta na ant, tithe lo lo The word lo we've seen a few times already means lok, which is the seven higher worlds within Hindu cosmology. So there are seven lokas then there are seven patals, higher world and lower worlds. We can call them seven heavens and seven hells. But Guru is saying a very interesting thing, there heavens upon heavens are created. Because we like to think that God exists in heaven, but God is the creator of heavens. So this begs a very important question. What is Satchkand? Is Sachkhand a heaven? Is it some sort of afterlife? Is it a place that you go when you die? This is how the Sikhs use the word Sachkhand. We've replaced the word heaven with Sachkhand. And we refer to people who we respect very much when they pass away. We call them Satchkand Vasi, somebody who has gone to Satchkand. They were here, now they are over there. So is this what Gurbani means by the word Sachkanda? In Japji Sahib is the only place in the entire Guru Granth Sahib where we see the word sachkhand being used. So we cannot look at other Shabads within Guru Granth Sahib to try and understand the context. But Bhai Gurdas interestingly, has used the word Sajkand on numerous occasions. And he says Sajkand is where the Guru and the formless being reside. That's where that divine lives. And there is only one way to connect with that Sajkand. There is only one way to find that Sajkand. And that is within Saad Sangat. In the company of saints in the company of enlightened beings. So in Bhai Gurdas Ji's Vara, we can see in the sixth Vara, Bhai Gurdas Ji says, "Sad sangat Sach khand vich Satgur purk Vase nirankara So almost the same language that Guru Nanak Dev Ji has used "Sach khand vasay nirankara He says, "Sad sangat Sach khand vich Satgur purk Vase nirankara In the company of the saints is this state of permanence. The kind that Guru Nanak Dev Ji has talked about, which is that being who is everywhere and in everything, you will find it also in the company of saints. That formless, true Guru being resides there. The Guru also exists amongst the saints. The words of the saints, the teachings of the saints, the practices of the saints is where the Guru resides and where that primal formless being can be found. In the seventh Var of Gurdas Ji, he says, Sad Sangat Vich Prem Pagat Parche Hoe Mela. In the company of the saints is that permanent state of oneness, that Sachkhand. By practicing Prem Pagat, loving devotion the encounter occurs. So being in the company of enlightened beings and practicing what they practice, doing the meditation, the bhakti, the devotion, that 24-hour awareness that they practice, by doing that, you will unite, you will merge and encounter with that being that you're looking for, that oneness, that God that you're looking for, you will do it. By practicing what the saints are practicing. So, if we look at Guru Granth Sahib Ji in Japji Sahib, Guru Nanak Dev Ji talks about Sachkhand, and there Guru Nanak Dev Ji says Titha Lo Lo Akar. There heavens upon heavens are created. So Sachkhand is where heaven is being created from. Sachkhand is that formless One expressing its own creative nature such kund is where the oneness exists and from there all of creation is emanating so what we're talking about is this very essence of reality itself it is where reality comes out from it is the magic of life that is such kund so such kund isn't somewhere else Suchkund is the very essence of life. Right here, right now, you being alive means you have Suchkund within you. And for humanity, the only way that we can connect with that Suchkund is by being in the company of enlightened people, the ones who have found it. If others have found it, then we would also expect to go and spend time with them if they've been there, if they've seen it, if they've done it, if they know how to get there, that is our only hope to try and also connect. And what are the sadh sangat doing? What is so special about their practice? What can we do with them? What they're doing is constantly praising. They are in praise. So in the sangat, of the saints, in the company of the saints, we have to sing the praises of the divine and we have to contemplate on that essence of reality. We have to do vichar, we have to take their wisdom and contemplate and learn from them. So Sajkhand is not a heaven. kind is not a place where your soul goes after you die. Heaven is that place where that oneness is sitting, where it's resonating the sound of its own vibration. That is Sachkant, that is heaven, where vibration exists within all creation. It is everywhere in its formless state and it is giving life to all form. It is the essence of everything. And if you don't realize this essence, this Satchkhand, while you are alive, you will not find it after you die. So the first line that we see here is Satchkhand Vasay nirankar, And in these first few lines we can see that Guru Nanak Dev Ji has linked this Sachkhand Pauri with body number 31. By saying, Tithya lo lo akar, we can see that Guru is replicating what he has already said in the 31st body where he said, Asana loe loe pandar. Asana means there where you reside. That place where you exist is in all of the heavens, in all of the higher worlds that resting place asana loe loe pandar is the realms upon realms and where all the wealth exists where the, all the el- wealth is stored that energy from which creation has been created that energy itself exists in that such kand loe loe pandar and we also said that the word loe or loe also means light. So we can say that your place is where the light of life exists. That very essence of life, that jot the light that exists in all beings. Kabirji says, "Aval Allah <laughs> upaya kudrat ke sab That first thing to be created was that divine prakash, that divine light. Allah Noor First, that being created the Noor, that divine light. And from there all beings have been created. Kudrat That created nature, and from nature all beings belong. Asana Loe Loe Pandar, this is Paudi thirty-one. You exist in all of that light. You exist in all of those heavens. Jokich paya so ekavar, and whatever is stored there is there permanently, forever. That storage never runs out. That warehouse from which all creation, all the building blocks of life, that warehouse where it is stored, that was filled once and it never gets emptied. It is never running out. Jokich paya so ekavar. Whatever you put there was put there once. And so now we see Guru Nanak Dev Ji begin to use the same words as he's used in the Sachkhanda verse. Here he says, Sachkhanda vasaya nirankar kar kar vekhae nadar nihal And in Paudi 31 he said, Asana loe loe pandar jokich baya soe kavar, kar kar vekhae sirjan haar, nanak sacche ki sacchi kar. So Guru Nanak Dev Ji is very clearly talking about such. Vekha and loe loe, all the same words that he's using here. sir sirjanhar, it creates and it observes. Nanak sache ki sachikar. Nanak says this is the permanent way of that permanent one. Sache ki that permanent one's sachikar permanent ways. So very clearly, Guru Nanak Dev Ji has already told us what Sachkhand is. Remember that Guru Nanak here in the Khans isn't giving us any new concepts. Guru Nanak Dev ji has given us all the ideas already. Guru has already explained all these things. Now Guru is simply showing us the direction in which we will encounter these things. How we, how to find them? And we find them by walking the steps. Starting with Dharam Khand, Gyan Khand, Saram Khand. Then the point at which we have nothing more to do, the grace comes, Karam Khand, and then Sachkhand. So, Titha Lo Lo akar. Another way to look at this is by looking at Sachkhand as a state of consciousness, a state of experience. What is the experience of someone who is now in Sachkhand? Titha Lo Lo akar. It is light beyond light it is prakash, it is radiance, it is brilliance, it is the brightness of infinite suns. There, in that state of consciousness, is the brightness of countless suns. So this is this final state of unified consciousness where you see the infinite creativity in action, where worlds are being created from, you're connecting to that being where worlds are being created. What is it that decides when a star is going to collapse? What is it that creates new stars and new planets? That creative force of that entire universe, that is where Guru Nanak Dev Ji has been, and that is what he is describing. And he says there, jiv jiv hukam, tivetiv kar, Jiv jiv, as is the hukam, the command, as is the command, so is the creative expression. So we're talking about not creativity, we're talking about the impulse of creativity, that which is deciding what needs to be created. jiv as that creative force is commanding, so everything is just falling into place. Nothing is happening outside of hukam. Everything is being created according to that mighty will, of that Divine One, that hukam. So as the One commands, so the universe creates. Guru Nanak Dev Ji has done something phenomenal here. Guru Nanak Dev Ji has brought the entire Japji Sahib background into a loop to where it began. The very first question of Japji Sahib was, How do I find this such? How do I break falsehood? Give to It starts and ends with the natural order of the universe. The way the universe is, is how you will find that permanent experience. So Guru Nanak Dev Ji has begun by asking the question, How do I find this such, this permanence? And the answer was, it is in hukam. But if we were blessed to understand what that meant, we wouldn't need any more explanation. But Guru Nanak Dev Ji has given us so much more explanation, but said now at the discussion of Sachkhand, where Guru is concluding the whole thing, he reminds us that it's still the story of hukam. I'm still only talking about hukam. Jiv jiv hukam, tivetiv Tivkar. So khand is the expression of hukam. What Guru Nanak Dev Ji said was the answer right at the beginning. Then Guru has gone on and explained all those things. But it is never deviated from this idea of the natural order. So khand is about hukam, is about the natural law of the universe. This is the place where scientific laws are being created. The law of gravity, the law of sound, the law of light, mass, energy, matter, physics, chemistry, biochemistry, biology. All of these sciences are being created at a very central experience, expression. I won't say it's a place, because such kind isn't a place. Otherwise, we delude ourselves by thinking that we are here and Satchkand is somewhere else. Satchkand is a vibration. It is the start of vibration. It is beyond the vibration. It is the creation of vibration itself. Where is that vibration being created? So, Satchkand is the place where natural laws are being created. This is where the suns are instructed to shine. And this is where all lives are given their roles, their duties. And to merge with this permanent truth means to be carried along with the natural order of the universe. If you want to know what this such is, you have to go with what that such is doing. We cannot go against Hukum, we cannot argue with Hukum we cannot resist when hukam chooses to go a particular way that is not the way of the saints reality as it is is where you will find the divine and this is the crux of it all this is the supreme perspective on the spiritual path the acceptance of the natural order of the universe jiv jiv hukam Remember in Pauli 31, Guru Ji says, Guru Ji says the same thing here. It is observing and it is blissful. It is vigse, it is joyful, it is so happy. It is observing and enjoying the acts of of its own creation and it is contemplating its own greatness. Kar kar sirjanhar is the same as what Guruji is saying here vikha vigse kar by observing and enjoying its acts and contemplating. So the oneness is joyfully observing its command and its commands being carried out. It loves watching the universe unfold. And it is not concerned with how the universe affects individuals. We're concerned with how the universe affects us, but the oneness knows that it is us. It does not see creation as good and destruction as bad, life as positive and death as negative. It is all part of this cycle, this circle of life. So to connect with Sachkhand, to find heaven on earth, is to rejoice in the sacred will of nature. As the universe is doing, so we should rejoice in what that universe is doing. Nanak, Kathana Karada Saar Guru Nanak Dev Ji says to describe this Kathana, to describe Karada is as difficult as iron it is as hard as iron to describe this is as hard as iron how will Guru Nanak Dev Ji describe that state where he himself exists and from where he is talking from which consciousness is he describing and to whom is he describing what words can Guru Nanak Dev Ji say to the simple mind that is locked within the body within the mind that is limited by time and limited by its own subjective experiences how can Guru Nanak Dev Ji where he is sitting try and even describe this How can he describe the vastness of the universe and the force that is controlling it? Guru Nanak Devji says that it is as difficult as iron, trying to mould iron with your bare hands, trying to chew iron. It is so difficult, it cannot be done. No matter how hard you try, this is an impossible task. And such is the impossibility of narrating the state of permanence, this such kind. So the end of this journey is where the identity of the individual has disappeared and you realize your true identity is that of God. You are God and you always have been. There has never been a moment when you and God have been separated. And on this spiritual journey you may sit in your meditation and you may try to find what is God? Who am I? And we go on our journeys to try and find this answer, to try and answer these questions. But the answer is always in the very last place you look. The answer is you. You are not the limited body that you think you are. You are such. You are permanent. There is something from which your body has been created. There is something from which your mind, your consciousness has been created. You are that. You are not what you've always known yourself to be. You are part of a permanent truth that creates all of these things. That permanent truth that resides in everything. Think about the way the planets revolve around suns, the way that moons revolve around planets, is the same way in which cells and atoms within your body are revolving around each other. You are a universe within a universe. There is a microcosm within a macrocosm. And with this realization, you then begin to lose a sense of your beginning and your end. If the way your very body is made is made up of tiny objects revolving around each other, if you are made of tiny, tiny little planets and solar systems within you, and you exist within another solar system, then where do you begin, where do you end? Where is you? Who are you? And the point at which you begin to lose this distinction between me and everything else, when you realize that I am the universe and the universe is me, that is the point at which you will find Sajkhand. Bhagat Pipaji describes this perfectly when he says, "Jo Brahmande Soi Pinde, that which is the universe is also the body. Jo kojai so who looks for it within the body will find it. The point at which you realize that you yourself are stardust, you are the planets, you are made." of solar systems within solar systems, that is the point at which your identity is completely dissolved and you will merge with the divine. kalsa, Fateh.